0: Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to the Preston Shuttlesworth Audio Podcast, a place where we believe you can be equipped to conquer any obstacle in life through the power of God's Word. We have a mission and believe that whatever problem you might be facing, God has a word that can lift you out of your trouble. Now, here's your host, Preston Shuttlesworth.
1: What's up, and welcome back to the podcast. Very happy you're back with me today, listening wherever you are and whatever platform or avenue whether it be iTunes, Spotify, all of that good stuff. I know most people listen on iTunes through uh, Apple so that's probably where you're listening from and very 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 excited to be with you this week because before I get into the podcasts, obviously most people that listen to these know that uh, we launched a website on Monday and it's very exciting and Uh, the response and the interaction with the website has been great. I think we've had over 200 people log on and and look at the site. And um, it's been awesome, the interaction and the the response from people. You guys are awesome. I'm very happy with how it turned out. And uh, if you don't know it, and if actually this is the first time you're hearing that we do have a website and that it just launched, you can go to PrestonShuttlesworth.com on any mobile device or your tablet or, or laptop, and you can see the website we just launched. On there, we have uh, blogs that are going to come out uh, pretty frequently. I'm going to write content for those that will help build your faith and encourage you, and they'll be about all sorts of topics. I, I wrote one about um, what will set a generation free. I wrote one about um, freedom in the spirit, how the spirit of God breaks every yoke of bondage, and and delivers people, I wrote one on that, and then I also wrote one on faith, and specifically the possessive power of faith, how faith possesses its promise, and so you can check those out. We have videos of preaching on there. Um, The podcast is also on there. You can actually listen to the podcast straight from the website instead of iTunes or Spotify or something else, and so that's on there, and then also uh, pastors who listen to these podcasts, if you're interested in having me attend your church, or do anything for you, revivals, youth conferences, whatever it might be that God puts on your heart. That's the easiest and most efficient way to get in contact with me and to plan and book events with me. And then also we have a giving function on the website for those that feel led to give either one-time gifts or partner with us because uh, I'm believing uh, for monthly partners that will donate um at least fifty dollars a month you know that's probably where i'm going to begin the partner level giving is fifty dollars a month and we're believing that people will partner through the website so that we can take and push the gospel farther and uh, i'm really excited it's really exciting to be able to work hard on something and then see the you know the manifestation and the end product of what you worked on and what you uh put so much effort into and so i'm really excited it looks great, and uh, all of the functions and things on it are awesome, and And we'll add more stuff to it as the ministry progresses and as the ministry gets bigger, but for right now, it's perfect. It's a, uh, a point of contact for people to see what the ministry's doing. It's a way for pastors to plan and book events and, and schedule meetings with me, and then also the giving aspect of people that feel led to partner with the ministry and give, all of that's on there, so... If this is the first time you're hearing about this, check it out. Go to PrestonShuttlesworth.com or the link to the website is in my bio also. So check it out if you're interested and and you'll be blessed by what we have on there. But um, getting that out of the way, I, I want to get right into the ep- episode today and the topic that we have. And it's actually the topic and, and what today's podcast is, is going to be about was born out of Uh, how my spirit has been this week because of being able to accomplish a goal and launch uh, really the ministry in a sense, even though I've already been traveling and doing things ministry wise, but really the website and the video I recorded, if you saw that also on my Instagram, was really the launch of my ministry to show people, hey, I'm traveling, I'm doing things. If you feel led to have me come, you can have me come. Really, I've, I've been kind of under the radar with things I've been doing, just trying to build my gift and, and uh, develop myself, but I felt to launch out by faith, and that's why today's episode is entitled just that, Launching Out by Faith, because in every Christian's life, there should be a point where you launch out by faith to do the thing that God called you to do, that whatever dream it is that's on the inside of your heart, whatever thing you know by prayer, and by witnessing your own spirit of something that you know God is calling you to do, there should be a point in your life where you launch out and do the thing that God is leading you to do. And sadly, for a lot of Christians, they feel in their spirit that they're called to do great things. They know in their spirit that God is calling them into full-time ministry or to be an influence you know in their area of where they are but they never have that moment to launch out by faith and do the thing that God's called them to do. But I want to help you today in this episode by going through the Bible and giving you some stories and some some word principles about faith that will help you realize what's on the inside of you and so you don't have to be frustrated any longer because nothing's more frustrating than to know that you have greatness on the inside of you, but never having the ability to unlock what's on the inside of you and let the world see it and use your gifts to benefit the kingdom and give God glory. And so that's what today's podcast is all about, because I don't want you to fall into the trap of complacency and panic. Because complacency and panic and this mentality that you have to bunker down the hatches and hide in some bomb shelter and buy Jim Baker's rice buckets and wait for the trouble to pass. That is not faith. That is not how the Christian operates in the world. We are living in the world, but we are not of the world because the spirit that lives in us is greater than the spirit that lives in the world. There's something on the inside of you It's called the spirit of the living God that's greater than any obstacle, any opposition, anything that's sent from hell to take you out. And I wanna show you from the Bible today in Luke chapter five why that's true because I wanna show you the story. It's a very well-known story from the Bible, but it's the story of when Jesus approaches Peter and the fishermen for the first time. And I wanna show you a principle from the story that we can learn. So I'm in Luke chapter five. If you listen to these with a Bible or if you just want to know where I'm reading from in the Bible, Luke chapter five, verse one, the Bible says this on one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him, that means Jesus to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. So pause there you have to understand that they have been fishing all day, but they've given up. They're washing their nets. You know, it's kind of like walking into a football locker room and everyone's taking off their shoulder pads and, you know, they're done. They don't, they're, they're done fishing. Things didn't go so well. So the Bible says they're out of their boats and they're washing their nets. But Jesus, verse 3, getting into one of the boats, which was Simon Peter's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down my net. I want to show you something from the word of God there. Because the Bible says there was two boats. One boat had given up and was washing their nets. And then there was a second boat. And the second boat belonged to someone named Simon Peter. And you'll know, obviously, if you've read the entire Bible, that Simon Peter is going to be a very uh, instrumental piece of the disciples and what Jesus is going to do in the future and how he's going to prepare Simon Peter. But the Bible says, you know, by divine appointment, he stepped onto Peter's boat. And he gave Peter an instruction. He said, Peter, set out a little bit from the shore. And so when when Peter obeyed that instruction, the reason Jesus asked him to do that is because Jesus was going to use Peter's boat to preach the gospel. So the Bible says that Peter obeyed, Simon Peter obeyed, and he went out a little bit from the shore and Jesus preached and he preached the word. And afterwards, Jesus preached the word. He said to Peter, okay, let down your nets another time. I want to show you something about why Jesus gave that instruction. Jesus gave that instruction because he had finished preaching the word. Because there's something about the word of God that launches out and allows you to do things that you couldn't do before. Because Jesus didn't ask him to let down his nets before he preached the word. He made him cast down his, let out his nets after he preached the word. Because the word of God attracts favor, attracts blessings, and attracts the goodness of the Lord. That because Jesus had preached the gospel from the shore, he knew that there was something in the water that was valuable and ready to be caught. And let's read further on because listen to what happens. Jesus said, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and we found nothing. But at your word, very key, but at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they enclosed a large number of fish, a large number of fish. And their nets were beginning to break. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' his knees and said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And all were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. That's a powerful story. Because if you understand... I don't even think Peter understood what he did. But Peter, in that moment, identified what the word of God was, and he obeyed the instruction of the Lord. That even though he was an experienced fisherman, even though I'm sure he knew all the tips and tricks of the trade, I'm sure he knew where all the best fishing spots were, I'm sure he had the best equipment, because he wasn't just out there fishing for for fun. Peter had a fishing business. He had multiple boats that were just a part of his fishing business he knew what how to fish he knew how to be a successful fisherman and he said lord master we've toiled all night and we've caught nothing but here's the key at thy word i will let down my nets Here's the principle to understand today and catch by faith, that even though it seems like nothing's working out in your natural strength, even though it seems like things aren't working out the way they should, even though it seems like you got out of Bible school and you thought things were just going to unlock like this and things are a little slow and nobody's calling you to preach, God says this. He says, even though it seems like that in the natural, launch out by faith, because when you choose to obey God at his word and not live your life based on what natural circumstances are perceived to be, there's a reward. Because the Bible says that after Peter obeyed the word of Jesus to let down his net on the other side, that they began to bring in a haul of fish that was so great that it began to break the nets that they were fishing with. That's insane. That uh, experienced fisherman that had toiled all night with I'm sure other quality good fishermen and they caught nothing. They threw the nets on the left side of the boat and they caught nothing. They threw the uh, nets on the right side of the boat and they caught nothing. They went to all the spots they usually go to. There was nothing there and they were disappointed that one of the boats began to wash the nets and they gave up. But Jesus said, I'm not getting on the boat that gave up. I'm going to get on the boat that's still in the water. And when the Bible says that Jesus gave an instruction, he said Out and launch one more time, he said. Peter launched out a little bit from the shore, and when Peter did so, something activated by revelation that Jesus understood that Peter was approaching him on the basis of his word. That Peter understood that if I obey the word of this man, there's a reward that will come to me in my house. That that was so great the word, the obedience to the word produced such a harvest that they had to call the other that gave up just to disperse the fish so that their boats wouldn't sink. I want to remind you today that whatever it is that God has called you to be, whatever it is that God has called you to do, who gives a rip what it looks like in the natural? It doesn't matter that things don't seem to be working out. In natural circumstance, when you choose to launch out by faith and take God at his word and say, hey, I understand that things haven't been going my way lately, but I believe the word of the Lord above anything else in this world. That if I obey God, there's a supernatural manifestation and reward that comes to me. Number one, if you take notes for these podcasts, I want you to write this down. Write down, faith launches out into new avenues and into new dimensions. You know, I can connect this personally to my own life because for those of you that know, I've only been out of Bible school for one year, and really this year, 2020, is the first year of me launching out into a full-time evangelistic ministry where I'm applying all of my focus, all of my energy, everything really ministry I'm doing is purely on the road and believing for God to open doors for me to preach. But you think about it in the natural, what a crazy year to choose. I could have chosen any other time. I could have waited till next year when churches are opening up again. You know, you had to think people weren't calling me when things were normal. (laughs) You know, people weren't calling me when churches were, were open and when pastors were having services. And God spoke to me in prayer one night and he said, okay, Preston, it's time to launch the ministry now. And I'm thinking in my mind, God, can't you see what's going on? people aren't even having services and you want me to launch out and do an evangelistic ministry what in the world but here's the thing when I chose to obey the word of the Lord and do what he called me to do it was like clockwork you know I would finish praying and I'd be praying God open up a way where there is no way God I thought father I thank you that you make the crooked places straight God I thank you that I'm the head and not the tail I thank you that I'll be in lack of nothing good I thank you that everything good shall be in my storehouse I thank you that my cup shall run over. I thank you that you've anointed me and you've blessed me and you make me a conqueror. And I'd pray, you know, and I'd get in the anointing and I'd pray in the Holy Ghost and pray in English and believe for God to do things. And I'm telling you, like clockwork, I would finish praying in my room and my phone would ring and it would be some pastor that I'd never had met before. And they'd call me or text me and be like, Hey, Preston, I know you don't know me. I know you've never met me, but I was just praying and I felt the Lord put your name in my spirit to have you come to my church and preach faith into our people. And, I, you know, and, I'd, and I'd act like real professional, like, oh, this happens all the time. But you know, then I'd end the communication with the pastor and just hit my knees and weep before God because of how thankful I was. I don't say those stories to brag about myself, but I tell those stories to give you a testimony that obedience to God's word always unlocks A harvest that is great. You think of Peter, there was nothing that day that he was, you know, had to bring home and be proud of. But because of his obedience to the word of Jesus, who was the word made flesh in the flesh, because, you know, John 1:1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. Jesus was the word who dwelt among us. And I don't know if Peter understood that and knew that by revelation, but the way he responded to Christ in that story in Luke 5, it makes you think if he did, because he approached Jesus on the basis of his word. He said, Master, we have caught nothing and we've toiled all night, but nevertheless, I love that word. People don't really use it, but I love that word. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down my net. I don't know what it is that you're believing for. I don't know what you're believing... God to do for you or your ministry or your life or your career. But I want you to know that when you choose to make a decision by faith and let down your net and give God an opportunity to fill your cup to overflow and bless you in your finances, in your spirit, whatever it is, your family, your marriage, your children, wherever you are, whatever place in life that you are, whatever it is you're believing God to do, maybe it's a dream, maybe you're like me and you feel called to preach, you feel called to travel, but it seems that impossible because what's going on right now. Listen to the word of the Lord today or wherever you are. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down my net. It's a launching out by faith. Faith doesn't retract. Faith doesn't go backwards. Faith doesn't lose progress. Faith takes steps forward to experience and gain what it is expecting from the Lord. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Experience can never replicate revelation by the word. Because, listen, people will tell you this all the time. Religious people, people that never did it, people in their 50s that are bitter, that wish they could have done things or wish that things that would have have went a different way, and they'll try to discourage you, young people, to make you seem like, well, they're, you know, you can try your best, but you have to wait until you're 35 to really be effective in ministry. You know, I don't believe that stuff. You know, I I believe there's definitely things you can gain through experience and, and just doing things and, you know, God increases your anointing over time. But Listen, experience does not replicate revelation by the word. Revelation by the word trumps experience and age every single time. You know, Peter wasn't a 40-year Assemblies of God minister in Luke 5. He was a fisherman that just so happened Jesus stepped into his boat. He wasn't, you know, someone that went to you know, the- theological seminaries, and was the highest rated in his class, and was the vowed Victorian, and was whatever. He was just a fisherman that Jesus walked into his boat, and because of the obedience and the revelation that he had by the word, he gained a reward and a blessing and a harvest that was so great that the nets began to break. That can be your story in Jesus' name. It's not about age, it's not about what skin color you are, it's not about what region of the country you're from, or what country you're from, or how much uh, money your parents make, or what your last name is. It's about the word you choose to obey. If you're taking notes, write this down as well. Your position in life is determined by the command you choose to obey. That's absolutely true, because I can think of Daniel chapter 3. I can think of the Hebrew children who refused to bow to the idol that Nebuchadnezzar had built, and because of their decision to stand up and not bow to the idol, they were sentenced to death by the fiery furnace. But, listen to this, when they were getting ready to be thrown into the furnace, not only did they survive, but the ones who died were the ones that obeyed the order of the king to bring them to the furnace. That the Bible says the flames were so hot that the ones that were just assigned to throw them into the furnace perished and died. But the children of God, the Hebrew children, did not perish because they choose to obey the king's command, the king of kings, not King Nebuchadnezzar. That because they chose to obey the king of king's word and instruction and obey that one, they didn't suffer the consequence of the ones that chose to obey the command of King Nebuchadnezzar. That because of the command they chose to obey, their relationship with the fire was different. And that can be your story in Jesus' name. That no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going on on news media or social media or whatever else you get information from, there's nothing that can destroy or remove or make ineffective the word of God that you've received. You know, think of this from Luke chapter 5, the story that we read. What possessed an experienced fisherman to take fishing advice from a carpenter's son? Because that's who Jesus was. You know, we're in the beginning of the Gospels, Luke 5. It's not like Jesus is super established and he's super well known at this time. He's just some guy that stepped into Simon Peter's boat. But there was something that Peter recognized in Jesus. That when he spoke and when he preached, there was something that jumped alive on the inside of Peter that he connected to. It's something called the revelation of the word. Hallelujah. You know, there's an, there's something you can have with God called a revelation of the Word. That you don't live your life thinking, well, the stock market's up today. I guess that means things are going to go well. Or, you know, the stock market's down today. I guess things are going to go bad. And, you know, oh... The news media saying this and news media saying that. You know, your life doesn't have to be this up and down roller coaster where you don't understand what's going on and you just have to take life as it comes. No, you can stand by your faith and launch out and do great things. And let me tell you something. Hebrews 11.6, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For those that come to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. If you take notes during this podcast, write this down. Only a life of faith can please God. Only a life of faith can please God. And if that's true, I want to live my life and make decisions in a way that pleases God. You know, I love God. And I know there's a lot of people, Christians that love God. I'm sure A lot of people that are listening to this podcast right now are people that if I asked you if you love God, you'd say you love God. And you love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. But I want to ask you this, if you love God with all of your heart, then you'll make decisions that please his heart. And the decisions that please his heart is the decisions of faith. You know... I can go through the entire Bible. I can give you story after story, people of faith, that instead of seeing chaos as the opportunity to hunker down and be afraid, they saw chaos and confusion in the world as an opportunity to rise and be promoted by the Lord. You know, I can go to David and Goliath, <clears throat> that even though Saul was afraid of Goliath and what he was saying about you know, what he was going to do and how he was talking trash all day, even though every other member of the army of Israel was afraid and hiding from Goliath because of the threats he was giving to Israel, that there was something in David that separated him from the rest of the army and even from King Saul. It was called the spirit of faith, that because he received the anointing in 1 Samuel 16 from the prophet Samuel, and he the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that moment forward. In 1 Samuel 17, he knew that what, that what was on the inside of him was greater than what Goliath had. That David said, Listen, I don't come to you with sword or spear or sling or stone, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. There is something in the heart of the person of faith that recognizes I don't have to be afraid of the thing that everybody else is afraid of, but I can see the enemy as my opportunity to be promoted by the Lord. That even though it's COVID-19 going on and racial tension and all this nonsense and a crazy election year and all this stuff, God says that is your opportunity to launch out by faith and possess my promise and have your nets be filled to a point of overflow and breaking. That can be your story in Jesus name. You know I can go to Esther and Haman. That Esther, she saw what the plot of Haman as an opportunity to you, let God use her for something great. Let God use you for something great during this time. You know, I can go to Noah in the ark, that because Noah separated himself from the rest of the earth at that time, that because he was a righteous man, a man that had good upstanding with God, a righteous man, there was something about him that separated him from the other people that were living on on the earth at the time and because of that god gave him an instruction to obey the instruction was noah build me an ark that you and your family might live so because of that distinction that god makes between the righteous and the wicked people that live by faith and those who live by fear instead of seeing the problem as just something to be discouraged by people of faith see that as the opportunity to be promoted I want you to get that in your spirit today because I want you to let faith launch you into higher levels in God through the distinction it produces in your life. Understand this. If you're taking notes, write down these three words. Faith is rare. Faith is rare. You know, faith alone, especially if you're a young preacher, a young minister, evangelist, you know, whatever you're aspiring to be. As a young minister, if you operate and live by faith and preach faith into people's spirits, you're already putting yourself in the top 10% of ministers because almost nobody preaches faith into the spirits of people. But that is who you're called to be as a minister of the word of God. Romans chapter 10 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Preaching is how you build your faith and how you acquire faith. But without people preaching, there can't be the acquisition of faith in the spirit. And so as a young preacher, as a young minister, I encourage you, be someone that stands out amongst your generation because you live and operate and preach faith into people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number two, I'm getting into my second point as we approach 30 minutes here. If you're taking notes, write this down. There's a reward to faith. There's a reward to faith. The Bible says Peter and the fishermen's nets in Luke 5 became so full that the nets were beginning to break. David, through his act of faith, was married into the royal family and was given tax exemption for the rest of his of his life. Let me tell you something, never allow a religious mindset to get into your spirit that if you choose God, you've chosen the least profitable path and that if you choose God, life's going to be hard on the earth, but one day in heaven, you'll make it. And when you walk on streets of gold, things will be okay. That is not the Bible. The Bible says, as he is, as Jesus is. so am I in this present world. That if Jesus is raised and seated, then I also have been raised and seated. That there's a spirit in me, 1 John 4, 4, that's greater than the spirit that lives in the world. You know, people tell you, oh, you're going to be a minister. Oh, you're going to have financial struggle. Things are going to be hard. Life's not going to be easy. You're going to have to make a lot of Decisions that are gonna make you sad and blah, 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 blah. And they speak in this depressing tone of voice. But let me tell you something the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. That the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow unto it. Let me tell you something about the way of God. The way of God is the best way. There's no better way than what God has for you. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah that God's ways are higher than our ways and so are his thoughts higher than our thoughts. The Bible says that the wisdom of men is foolishness under God, but the wisdom of God is foolishness under men. There is a decision you can make in your life, even when you're young, that says, you know what? I don't give a rip what the world cares about. I don't want the world. I reject the world. First Peter, I've escaped the corruption of the world, and I choose to cling to the Lord because the Lord is my sustainer. The Lord is my upholder of my head. The Lord anoints my head with oil. He makes me glad. He is my joy. He is my peace that surpasses all understanding. He makes me rich. The blessing of the Lord upon my life makes me rich and he adds no sorrow unto it. You know, there's a lot of people in the world. They have a lot of stuff. They think they've made it. But there's a sorrow attached to it because they have no promise of eternity. They have this life and this life alone. But let me tell you something. Not only do we have this life of victory and dominion, but we have an eternal home in heaven. Where guaranteed is a victory. Victory is a guarantee. We don't have to worry about tomorrow. We don't have to be anxious about anything. But if we seek first him in his righteousness, then all these things shall be added unto us. God is looking for a people like that. God is looking for a people who have a faith to launch out into something that will please Him. That instead of getting on your phone in the morning and reading every negative news article by CNN and Fox News and ABC and NBC, you say, you know what? What if someone just got it in their spirit that I'm going to go to my local university and preach until somebody gets saved? You know what? Instead of just being depressed and hunkering down in my house all day, I'm going to go out and preach the gospel to someone and share the love of Jesus with somebody. God is looking for someone just like that. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord search to and fro, seeking somebody whose heart is fixed on him. There should be something in your spirit that says, I'm not focusing on what this world wants me to focus on. I'm not going to get down on myself and depressed and full of worry, full of anxiety, full of depression. No, I am called to be a cut above the rest. How can I minister to people when I struggle with the very same thing that the world struggles with? I am a deliverer because the spirit of the living God lives in me. The deliverer lives in me. I can preach and people can be set free by the power of God because his spirit dwells in me and empowers me to be great in the kingdom of God. There is nothing prideful in what I just said, because I know in my spirit, there are people that will listen to something like this and say, oh, wow, He's just young and full of zeal and passionate, and that's great, but he doesn't understand how hard life is. Let me tell you something. I am going to be victorious every year of my life. God will promote me. God will take me higher. God will take me to new dimensions because I choose to live a life of faith, and God will not allow faith to go unrewarded. God rewards people that live by faith, people that trust him above anything else, people that take him of his word. Master, I've toiled all night. I've done everything I can in my own strength, but nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down my net. Nevertheless, I will go out and do what you've called me to do, because I know that if I live by faith, you go with me. In Joshua chapter 1, that anywhere I go, anywhere the sole of my feet shall tread. I will possess the land, because you go with me. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the word to Joshua was, Joshua, never allow my word to depart from your eyes. Never allow it to depart from your lips. Let it always be the meditation of your heart. And then you will have great success in all that you do. God is looking for that. God is looking for someone that says, I take his word above every report of the devil, above every evil report from man. I take God at his word and I launch out by faith and I shall I'll possess the thing that he's told me I can, I can possess in Jesus name. Let me tell you something. Religion doesn't please God's heart. Religion doesn't please God's heart. False pride doesn't please God's heart you know, this false humility, false pride thing where people say, well, I can be a Christian and I don't have to have the blessing of God. And you know, I can be a Christian and I can die of cancer because I know God will be glorified. You know what? Have that doctrine. Believe that way. I promise you the devil will give you as much of that junk as you want because your doctrine opens you up to an attack of the devil because you take the devil's nonsense thinking that you were born to bear it. But let me, Tell you something, Jesus bore my pain, Jesus bore my transgressions, my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and by his stripes I am healed. Jesus suffered enough, sir. Jesus suffered enough, ma'am. I don't need to take any punishment that Jesus took for me. E.W. Kenyon said this He said, It is illegal for Satan to lay anything on me that God already laid on Jesus. Anything that Jesus bore, I need not bear. I don't have to go through suffering and hardship and heartbreak and be full of depression and anxiety to know how good God is and know what it's like to be a Christian and learn humility and learn what it's like to really have person. I don't have to because Jesus already took it for me. When Jesus said, it is finished on the cross. He wasn't playing around. He wasn't saying something poetically or symbolically. He said, devil, it is finished. Game over. Every plan of death, hell, destruction, the curse of the law, it's been lifted off their shoulders. And I have given them a yoke that is easy and a burden that is light. Your decision to stand out from amongst your generation and do something that takes faith, pleases God. I'll say that again. Your decision to stand out from amongst your generation and do something that takes faith, pleases God. There's a reason, you know, that the Bible described David as a person that was after God's own heart. You know why? Because David was a faith man. David was a young man at 17 years old that lived by faith. He was somebody that lived by faith. And because of that, he's known as someone that was after God's own heart. I don't know about you, but that's how I want to be known. I don't want to be known as someone that you know, knew a lot about God and had a good heart and did his best. But really, He never was able to see what he wanted. to No, I'm going to be someone that's after God's own heart, that pursues God's heart until I can receive what God has. And when I receive what God has, I give it back to God to glorify him. And he just keeps blessing me. And it just keeps this multiplication cycle on my life where there's constant increase, constant advancement, and constant promotion. Because faith launches out. You can launch out by your faith. Number three, this is my final point of the podcast. It's going to be a shorter one today, under an hour, because I want to get this in your spirit. A simple, powerful message of faith that will encourage you for the rest of this week. Number three, if you're taking notes, write this down. You'll never go backwards if you live by faith. You'll never go backwards if you live by faith. Faith moves forward. Very simple. Faith moves forward. Faith doesn't take steps back. Faith doesn't do things that make it go backwards. Faith is always looking for the next thing it can do to please the Lord. You know, okay, I did the website. Great. What's next? What are you going to do next that will please God's heart? There should be a vision. There should be something you're reaching for. You know what? I want to preach in universities. I want to go in a college town square, stand on a bench and just preach the love of God until someone gets touched by the power of God and gets saved. You know what? I just want to go to the ocean front in my city and preach with a megaphone until someone accepts the love of Jesus into their own heart. Let me tell you something. Don't play it safe in ministry. Don't play it safe in your life. Well, I can just coast and, you know, we have a church of 50 people and me and my wife and our two kids, we can get by just fine with that and and we're just going to, you know, batten down the hatches and coast through life and this is what we have and blah, blah. No, don't play it safe. Launch out. Do great things for God. Do bigger things than you've ever done. Don't hide your gift because of fear to lose what you already have. You know who had that fear? The man... In the parable of the talents and the servants, that God gave oh not God, but the master gave a talent to one of the servants, and he was afraid to lose it. So he went away and hid it in the ground. So that when the master came back to ask what would happen to the to the talents, the servant came back with that one talent and said, Master, I was afraid to lose the talent that you gave me. So I went away and I hid it in the ground. You know. Most religious people would think, oh, God was pleased. Wow, he, he gave back what was given. No, the master was upset. He said, you wicked and unfruitful servant. He took the talent that he had and he gave it to the servant that multiplied the most. That is a picture of how God demands fruitfulness. God demands multiplication, and God demands increase upon your life. You need to be moving forward. You need to be launching out and doing something new. Don't stay where you are. Don't get content with where you are. Launch out and do great things for God, and God will reward you for it. Luke 5, Peter, let down your net on the other side. Master, I've told all night, what do you mean? Nevertheless, at thy word. I will let down my net. And because of the obedience to the instruction, there was a harvest that almost broke the net in half. That the Bible says they had to call the other boat that was on the shore just to divide the blessing that came to the people that obeyed the instruction. Hallelujah. I want that to be your testimony. I don't want your life story to be that you just coasted and you just took life as it came and you just were very nonchalant and apathetic about the things of God. Launch out by faith and do great things and God will reward you for it. People, if you're taking notes, write this down. People who play it safe stay where they've always been. People who play it safe stay where they've always been. I wanna close in Hebrews chapter 11. If you have a Bible, you can turn there. If you just know want to know where I'm reading from to close the broadcast or not the broadcast but the podcast today, it's going to be out of Hebrews chapter 11, in verse 29. I hope this has blessed you today. The Bible says this Hebrews chapter 11 verse 29: By faith the people crossed the Red Sea, as on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. Hallelujah! That's covenant. You can't do what I can do because I have a different covenant. You know, the world doesn't have the covenant that we have. So even if they try to do what we do, they can't do it. You can't take the same path as us because God has anointed us and given us access to that path. There's something unique about the child of God that they have a path to walk through by faith that people in the world, wicked people, don't have access to. Verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, let this encourage your faith today. The chapter of faith, Hebrews 11, all the things that God did throughout the Bible. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And here's what I want you to get in your spirit here. Verse 32, and what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Japheth, David, Samuel, the prophets, who, verse 33, through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. I wanted you to get in that in that in your spirit before we close in prayer today. That faith has a testimony. Great things can be produced in your life as you choose to live a life that walks by faith. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you today. Father, I thank you for all of my friends that have been listening to this podcast. God, I pray for each one of them. I pray that faith would rise in their spirit. I thank you, God, that faith would never go backwards, but I thank you that their faith would constantly increase and advance and go to greater levels. God, this year and what's going on in the natural world has nothing to do with their blessing and their dream and what you've called them to do. Unlock them and unleash them into new opportunities open doors, new areas of influence, financial blessing, God, areas of influence that are coming to their life in Jesus' mighty name as they launch out by faith. I pray it all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I encourage you today, launch out by faith. Do something that you've never done before. And it will please the heart of God. And not only that, but you'll receive a blessing so great you might have to call another boat over just to divide the harvest. I love you today. I want you to know that God loves you. I love you. And also, don't forget the website's out. Check out the website, PrestonShuttlesworth.com. I love you guys. I'll see you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to the Preston Shuttlesworth Audio Podcast. To stay connected with Preston and for booking information, make sure to follow him on social media on Instagram and stay tuned for our upcoming ministry website. For more episodes, please subscribe and make sure to come back here every Friday for brand new weekly content.